Good afternoon and welcome to the Finance Hour. Whether you're listening live on JR or indeed on our podcast, this is the show where we try and make sense of the world of business and finance and hopefully along the way help you make better financial decisions or at least be more knowledgeable. Uh, my name's Ruben Zoller. I'm a financial planner and owner at Adapt Wealth Management. Uh, we're a boutique financial planning firm that work with own business owners, professionals and those planning for retirement. Uh, I'm here to uh, interact with you if you are so inclined. Uh, the SMS number is 47 And if you do enjoy the show, I encourage you to find us under the Finance Hour on iTunes and I would really appreciate if you would leave us a review. That'll just mean that we can go up on the algorithms in in iTunes or Google or whatever it is and hopefully reach a few more people as we build our profile. Now today we're, uh, we're talking about uh, financial technology as well but really about uh, getting finance uh, financial advice to the masses. Uh, it's a little bit of an extension of a show that we did a few weeks ago, which was episode 17, uh, which is all about financial technology. The title was Beam Me Up, Scotty. Uh, so financial technology or fintech, uh, as I discussed during that show, are emerging companies in the finance space that are making financial services uh, easier, cheaper, and available to a a broader range of people. And this is really, today, it's about financial advice uh, or financial planning. Now, we always talk about that everybody needs to have a financial plan, uh, but the reality is, is, is how do we access it? Uh, we certainly, as financial planners, see a, see a reasonable portion of people, but there, we know there are a lot of people that actually don't see us as well for whatever reason. I can't think of one, but... There probably are some reasons. So there's definitely a big uh, unmet need out there in terms of you know, more and more people getting some financial advice. It doesn't always need to be super complex. Depending on the situation, it might be something fairly simple and straightforward. And it's always been difficult to get that sort of advice out to a, a really, really large number of people. But technology is helping that. And in particular... Uh, the person we're going to speak to today is a founder at a, of a business called Map My Plan. And I have to say, in terms of online financial advice, this is definitely the best site that I've seen. Uh, and he's going to talk about uh, his passion for bringing financial advice to a, large, a larger audience, uh, either directly uh, through people's uh, workplaces and even through advisors as well. And what we'll be talking about is robo-advice. So that's another bit of terminology for you. Fintech is financial technology. Robo-advice is sort of giving automated advice. And we'll discuss the limits of that. Uh, Also need to give a disclaimer. I probably should have said it at the very beginning. Nothing that you hear today uh, is financial advice. Uh, Don't act on it without getting proper advice from your financial planner, accountant, lawyer, uh, or the person next door. Okay, we're just going to take a very, very short music break, and then we will get Paul Feeney on the line. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Finance Hour. Uh, today, we are talking about robo-advice. So that is uh, automatic 
advice using technology to get financial advice to a wider range of people. Uh, we discussed this or some of these things in episode 17, which was Beam Me Up Scotty. But today we are talking to Paul Feeney, who is the founder of a business which is called Map My Plan. Uh, and we're going to discuss Paul's passion for getting financial advice out to a lot of people using technology. Hi, Paul. Have I got you on the line? Yes, thank you very much. Excellent. Paul, good to have you with us today. Uh, let's just start, uh, just tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the business that you founded, Map My Plan. Yeah, okay. Map My Plan is a self-directed, fully automated financial planning tool that lets anyone build a financial plan without needing to speak to a human being. Yeah. We're different to most others out there in that um, we're fully licensed by the government. We've got our own financial services license. Right. But um, we also guarantee never to sell any financial products. Right, okay. So it's really just about the advice. Yeah, just the way advice should be. Yeah. Learn about you as a person, your goals, and then help you make the right decisions about your money. Yeah, so tell me, what was your, your journey to get there? Have you been in the financial advice business for a long time and you were looking for a better way? Or what, what sort of prompt, prompted you to, to get started on this? Yeah, look, I have been involved in advice for quite some time. Um, I was I lived overseas for many years in Kenya, Malaysia, and Singapore, and came back in 2005. And I was working as a financial advisor for an accounting firm, and then yeah. uh, again for a big fund manager, Perpetual, and then also for a Swiss bank at the end. Um, but that stat that 20% of Australians access financial advice hasn't changed at all in the last 20 years. Mm. If anything, it's gotten worse. Um, and too much, you see all this press um, and the bad stories that are out there, and they really seem to be focused and centred around the fact that those bad apples were really selling products to their clients rather than giving them advice. Right, and bad news also is you know, is good for the papers as well, obviously. I mean, Indeed, there isn't yeah. a great headline that says, person got great financial advice. I've never seen that. No. <laughs> Except in the financial planning journals. <laughs> yeah, there might be a couple there. And I don't think anyone reads that except financial planners. So. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, so you're saying that a lot of the bad publicity has been around product advice. So what do you mean by product advice? Yeah, well, well unfortunately, uh, for a long time, financial advice or wealth management has been very much product-led, i.e. the industry had to sell a product in order mm. to be paid for their advice. Right. But fundamentally, you don't need to sell a product to give advice. So we focus on just giving advice. Right. I, yeah, look, that's, I probably agree with that. I mean, I've been around for about, in the industry, for about 15, 16 years. And certainly, you know, in the early days, uh, financial advisors were like the gatekeeper for things like managed funds. Um, but although that's changed a lot now as well, because people can access a lot of investments, although not everything directly themselves. Uh, without going through a financial planner. So I guess technology or just more open access has changed that a bit over time. Would you agree? It definitely has. But I think there's also a fundamental difference. You've got to look at wealth management and financial planning a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, we did a big survey on the financial fitness of working Australians. We've done that twice in, the, in each year in the last few years. And a lot of people are financially stressed. They're mm. looking for assistance. They don't know where to go. But they're also afraid of going to traditional markets as a result of all the press they've seen because they think they're just going to be sold a product. Right. Um, so that scares them away. But for me, 
I look at financial planning at its core, it's got very little to do with investments. Mm. It's really about capital allocation. What do you do with lump sum money you may have or surplus savings each month? What bucket do I put them in so I can live the dreams uh, and the life that I want? Right. And that's what wealth management should be about. Yeah, that's very true. And that is, uh, that is the starting point. Uh, that I would generally use. I, I'm curious, as a, as you mentioned, that 20% of people get financial advice and you obviously want to start targeting that other 80%. Uh, but is yeah. there a risk? There's a lot of information out there, you know, general information. You know, we, we, us financial planners, sometimes give general information. There's huge amounts in the news. So how do you, when you're sort of speaking to a, a broad audience, how do you make sure that you're not just adding to the noise and giving more and more general information, which leads people to be paralysed in making decisions. Yeah, I mean, there's two points there. One, financial literacy or financial education or sharing financial knowledge is a great thing and it helps a great deal of people. But the vast majority of time, it misses one key ingredient Mm. and that's personalised context. Right. The information has to be relevant to someone's precise situation now for it to be of value and for it to be consumed for lack of a better word Um, so the best way to do that is to understand someone's current situation and their goals and then to tell them what to do with the money I mean the industry gets caught up in general advice personal advice or personalized general advice I've heard as well yeah but and that my plan we take the perspective if you ask an individual anything more than their name or date of birth and then after the information they've given you your response is to tell them what to do with their money I don't really care what the rules and regulations say. The individual receiving that information in advice deems it to be personal advice. Mm. And then you've got all so, the legal obligations attached yeah. to that. Yeah, but at my plan, we embrace personal advice. Everything mm. on the site is personal advice. But because we don't sell products, one, it's a safe environment for people to experiment and figure out what to do with their money. Um, but also, we don't have that huge legal burden that many others do about finding the right product and is that the mm. right one and the comparisons everything else because most people don't need new products they just need better behavior and and the right information to make a well-informed decision okay so just for our listeners just explain to us the journey of a uh of, i'm not sure you call it a customer or a user of map my plan how can you just, just describe you know how their journey would work yeah the, they just go to the website, mapmyplan.com.au, and they yeah. click on the sign-up button. We ask five simple questions to begin with. And they are, do you pay your credit cards off each month? Because if you don't, it's got to be tools down, focus on that first. Mm. Um, and then, do you have three months of expenses in savings? Yep. Um, are you working, work break, or retired? Mm-hmm. Are you over or under 60 and then tell me about your house. Do you own it? You're renting, or you're paying a mortgage off, or you're saving for a property? Yeah, that sounds so like a pretty that, simple data collection. Yeah, and anyone can answer that without having to go to their filing cabinet, or mm. regardless of the level of financial knowledge someone may have. And then they come to their financial dashboard. It's essentially the roadmap. We break someone's plan into three distinct buckets. So your foundation goals: pay off that credit card, absorb a financial shock by having access to cash and also protecting yourself, not just your assets, but your ability to earn income, and well, super. You've worked it down your life, it's universal for all of us. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's your lifestyle and your home. So are you saving, paying for, or you paid your house often? And what are the things that are important to you? Is it going on holidays? Is it kids' education? Is it a new car? 
those sort of goals. Then the last one really is around investments and retirement. We take into account any investments someone may have, and then all those individual calculators and all those data points we've collected, they stream down and give you a picture of what your retirement will look like if you keep doing exactly what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. really a process of self-discovery that so, someone can take themselves through. So that sounds like it's a, is it a one-off sort of process or is it something that's ongoing and dynamic? Well, once I've logged in and done that, I imagine that can take, an, you know, I don't know, anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour. What, what happens after that? Yeah, look, most people have built a plan. We've got well over 3,000 people who are using the site at the moment. Wow. On average, they spend nine minutes, and the people who built a plan come back twice, and they spend about 10 to 15 minutes all up building their plan. Mm-hmm. Um, afterwards, however, if you say a commitment of yours is, I've got to pay extra money for my credit card, this, the platform will actually generate an email 30 days' time and ask you simply, did you do it? Did yeah. you pay that extra money for your credit card? So any sort of commitments, you keep on getting reminded about those. Yeah. But also, back on your early point about financial education, it's about having that personal context. So my finance, summary of my financial life is now I'm a 45-year-old with a kid at school and a mortgage. Mm. Um, I don't need to receive information about how to get a pension out of my super fund. Information that's relevant to me, though, is how do you use an offset account to manage your mortgage better? How do you efficiently save for your kid's education? Right. Or these are things to think about before you do a zero-rate interest transfer on your credit card. Right, so you're giving them... You're giving them targeted information advice, but does does the does the platform link in with their all their existing investments? Does it feed data from their bank or their loans or their super so it stays up to date? Yeah, at the moment we have not. I mean, not banks. We we didn't we didn't find the right technology partner, which we yeah. have now, and it'll be live sometime in the second quarter uh, next year, sometime in after Easter, before the end of the financial year. Right. So people will then be able to choose to link their accounts or they can just actually enter the data themselves, whichever they're comfortable with. So that'll be a, that'll be a more dynamic, I suppose, one. So that, that might even give people more reason to, to come back and they can track uh, how they're going to their goals. Because Because I, I think one of the issues is, and sometimes I come across this with clients, is it's one thing to identify issues like identify they're spending too much on their credit card etc what what's the more difficult part is actually getting behavioral change happening i mean behavioral change is difficult in every area of life whether it's exercise diet but in financial uh, terms and people's spending habits it's really difficult to change people's habits how does how does what you're doing help do that or does it yeah, so it, it's keeping people accountable for goals that they've set themselves mm. and also for shortfalls or shortcomings that they've discovered themselves. Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier once you let people discover something themselves, they take ownership of things a bit more. Right. Um, and then sending those nudges along, we get a lot of interaction on those emails. I mean, sometimes I send an email and it's an you know, automated generated email that says it's from me. Uh, I get people writing back to me saying, oh, sorry, Paul, I'm on holidays. I'll get back to it in two weeks. Oh, really? Uh, so the engagement happens. But if you just cast forward about six months on our system, um, imagine someone's fed in their, their bank account feeds. We'll know that so they get paid on the 15th of each month. On the 16th, they'll wake up and get a message from Matt, my plan, that basically says, great news, your salary came in yesterday. However, I noticed there was 160 bucks left in your account. Why don't you take 80 of that, pay off your card, and the other 80, go and have fun with your family and friends. Mm. So you start to coach them. 
around the absolute context so that'll of be a, their affairs. But that'll be available once you have those data linkages. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's about within six months. We, wow. These things always take a bit longer to test and everything else, but uh, yeah. we'll get there eventually. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting because as I was saying to the listeners before, there's a lot of uh, fintech, financial technology uh, companies out there and also in the investment space. There are a lot of them out there. We talked about, uh, we had an episode on this a while ago and we talked about Acorns, which is an investing app uh, to invest small amounts yeah. of money. Uh, but there's yep. not a lot in, in terms of actually advice-based. And that's where I think what you've got is, is a bit unique. I haven't seen many others out there like what you've got. There's a lot of others that are masquerading as advice, but they're, they're really, as you say, they're just investment-oriented. Yeah, as far as we know, we're the only firm that's fully licensed, fully mm -hmm. automated, provides holistic advice that guarantees never to sell a product. Yeah. Uh, which puts us in a fairly unique space. And, and as a result, we work with employers to provide um, employee financial well-being platform to all of their staff. Yeah, so that was my next. Yeah, so that was my next question in terms of in terms of who you target. You go through employer groups. Uh, yep. Is that is that a big a big area of growth for you? Yeah, it is. I mean, so anyone who Ernst works at Ernst & Young uh, accounting firm, they can access that my plan uh, yep. paid for by their, their employer, and there's a few others going through there. Um, I think there's a real moral obligation for employers to help their employees with their financial well-being. I mean, we all go to work. One, it's great to get personal fulfillment and so forth, but we don't go for free. We go to make sure our financial lot in life is better for us and or our families. So there's that obligation of employers to help us actually manage those things as well. Yeah. Um, we also work with advisors. We help, we can co-brand or white label a platform to enable advisors to service a lot more clients. Well, that's interesting. We, that's what, that was going to be my next point. Are you trying to do people like me out of a job with the technology? No, not at all. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, I, I get one or two responses when I speak to advisors. It's said, oh, you can't replace me. Others just say, Wow, now I can see that I can actually help a lot more people at the same time and step in when they need a specific solution or they need holistic advice. Right. Um, so it really so takes I, them on a journey. Yeah, and, and then that person knows they've got the safety blanket, uh, or the safety net, sorry, of an advisor they can press a button in contact and send an email to with some questions uh, yeah. or help implementing their plan if they want. Uh, um, and that, in a way, would be is very helpful to us because you've probably, at that point, gathered quite a bit of data from the client about their situation, which is a good starting point for us. Because, you know, sometimes the pain in uh, in doing financial planning is actually collecting data, so it's a yeah. pretty good head start for us if we've if we've got that. And not only that, but I guess if we've got a bit of a understanding of what they've tried, what's worked, what hasn't worked. Uh, those are all questions that we ask in the process, but we're not necessarily, you know, people don't know the answers or don't always give yep. truthful answers. Yeah, and now in the first conversation or the first few conversations, you've got absolute context of someone's affairs and what their goals and aspirations are Yeah. Um, if they've been using that my plan to begin with. So uh, in terms of who can access it, as you say, a big is through employer groups. So there are, there are financial advisors like me out there that, are, as you say, are a white labeling it so we can get it out to a broader range of people what else can people go directly through you as well can they just go onto the website and and start the process yeah they can go on the website and start the process now and and, and they don't have that safety net of an advisor uh, 
So it's, but it's still there for the uh, self-directed people to have a go with. We, we're also talking to many industry super funds. And yeah. For me, I think if, an, if, a, if your super fund only focuses on getting you to put more money into your super account, then they're doing you a disservice. Mm. Because if you're like many Australians and you carry credit card debt and your super fund's telling you, no, the best thing to do is put money into super, well, they're wrong. Yeah. Um, and you can't uh, fight with the logic. You should pay your credit card off first. Right. And the super funds, I guess, the advantage is they've got massive databases of people. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people have got, you know, more than a couple of industry super funds. Uh, yep. So I guess if you end up tracking too many, you might end up doubling up with people. Um, yeah, because that's one of the crazy things about people having multiple super funds. And I have, I have to say, the. Yeah, the industry funds do get better fees out of that. They charge, you know, a few dollars a month to each one. Anyway, that's probably not not the topic of discussion today. So uh, exactly. So uh, I'm interested. So let's just go back a little bit more to about uh, your your path in doing this. I can imagine you doing something. You're doing something that was quite uh, quite new. And uh, you know, as I said, I haven't really heard of many others doing it. What sort of obstacles did you face along the way and how did you overcome them or, and, and did you think about throwing it all in at any point along this journey? Oh, anyone who started a business who doesn't say they've thought about throwing it in is, is not telling you the truth. <laughs> the peaks and troughs of starting your own business are, are daily. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, it, it just started off with saying, in a country like Australia, everyone should be able to get the information they need when they need it to make a well-informed decision. Yeah. So for me, wealth management, financial planning, it's, it's not rocket science, but there are an awful lot of variables to take into account with a lot of complex rules that you have to gauge within. Yeah, so is that a big... all based on logic. Yeah. So is that a big uh, programming nightmare, trying to, trying to get all those rules and yeah. algorithms working together? So looking back on it, it was great that we approached this with a little bit of ignorance of, well, of course it's possible, let's have a go. Yeah. Because um, if you hadn't thought about what you're getting yourself into and the beast you're about to build, you probably wouldn't have started. Yeah. Um, but it's basically, I look at financial planning as a really, really big decision tree. We take in all the different variables and scenarios, we put those together, but then the art that we've done here is that the journey that someone goes on, they're only exposed to the part of the decision tree that's relevant to them based on the information and answers to questions they give us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's building that out. When I said the the hardest part was is going out and getting our, our financial services license. Um, yeah, so that was we dealing with all the all the regulation. And I guess it's not something that because it was new, it's not something that the uh, the regulators would have would have been that comfortable yeah. with because it was a, just a new path for them. It's like those sitcoms. It's like a tap tap tap. The computer says no because uh, it's a bit different. But we yeah. got there in the end, which was great. Yeah, and. From a uh, from a technology development point of view, did you do you have an army of programmers working for you, or did you outsource it all, or how did you how did you put it all together? Yeah, so so my, one of my colleagues, very good mate of mine, works with me managing the IT. Uh, Nathan, he was one of the guys behind FootyChips.com. Do they use? Oh yeah, Many people may know. Yeah, um, and then we've got some mates who own their own web development agency in North Sydney called Engaging Communications. Um, and they, their program is built out the platform based on our vision 
and the user experience that we want to have mm. and the calculations and algorithms that are built by me and my team uh, behind it. So you've actually, as well as being have been a financial planner at one point, you have a, a bit of a tech background as well? No. Or was it just an interest? I, I didn't know what a user experience was or what an API was three years ago. Mm. Um, but for me, it always I looked at tech as, as a way of enabling the ability to make advice available to everyone. Yeah. Um, so I think when you approach something new, having a little dash of ignorance is good because you don't know you're, you're not clouded by what's possible and what's and what isn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I suppose what's uh, what's next on the horizon for Map My Plan? What's the next what's the next phase? It sounds like you've gotten through a fair bit of the of the really hard work of getting it launched. Where do you go from here? Yeah, it's it's working with advisors. We've got well over twenty advisory firms um, looking at and trialling the platform at the moment. Um, we're engaged in conversations as well with many other employers, super funds, and also banks, credit unions, and insurance firms as well to help serve their clients. Um, success for us, I suppose, is, is to be in the top five financial planning firms in the country, yeah. but not measured with the vanity metrics of number of advisors or yeah. AUM or, or net assets. Yeah. It's, it's basically measured by the number of people you help. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds good. It sounds you know, anything that's going to help get... Uh, advice out to people in a broader sense, you know, is, is good, and especially if you're going out there without a product at the end of it. So you so really, the only thing that you're selling is the advice. You're not you're not trying to make a dollar through doing anything else, through selling them home and contents insurance or, or no. car rental insurance or anything like that. As long as you don't, I guess you don't. You're not using the database to uh, to flog them other stuff, which is there are plenty of other other companies out there. Be it banks, credit card companies that are doing that. Yeah. You certainly yeah, don't. don't we guarantee as well that you'll never see any advertising of financial products on the site or anything like that. We won't share your personal information with financial firms and all that sort of stuff. Terrific. Um, okay, Paul. Well, we're coming towards the end. the The objective of our show here today is to make sense of the world of finance and help people make better financial decisions. So I always ask uh, our guests for three tips. Uh, to help people in making smart financial decisions. Can I have your three tips, please? Yeah, sure. Um, I would say to start off with, build yourself a solid financial foundation. Yep. So it's get rid of that bad debt. Make sure that you can absorb those financial shocks that happen in your life. Work out, secondly, work out what's important to you and your family. Yeah? Yeah. And because a financial plan has to enable the lifestyle and the dreams and aspirations that that you've got. Um, and just try and hold back. Don't just go and react automatically to a hot tip that a mate or a relative has given to you. <laughs> uh, just stay away from that as much as you can. Terrific. All right, Paul, thank you very much for the discussion today. Uh, I think it'll have been a lot of use to our listeners, and I wish you all the best uh, in Map My Plan, and I'm sure that, uh, that we'll have some more discussions ourselves as well. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to you, and then best wishes to all your listeners. Too. Okay, thanks a lot, Paul. Cheers. Alrighty, well, uh, that brings this show to an end. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed listening. I do welcome you to please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, Just Google the Finance Hour, find us on iTunes, or look at all our podcasts. I am in the process of developing a a special part on my site where all the podcasts will live as well. Uh, So stand by for that. Otherwise, uh, have a great week, and thank you for listening.